0: We are parents, teachers, and educators. And like you, we're passionate about restoring our culture for Christ. This is Veritas Vox, the voice of classical Christian education.
1: Hello again, this is Marlon Detweiler with Veritas Vox, the voice of classical Christian education. Uh, We are here today with Damian Harhoff a math teacher for our online school, Veritas Scholars Academy. Before we jump in with Damien, though, let me just mention that we know that teaching every subject is a tall task for any homeschool parent. And thankfully at Veritas Scholars Academy, we have expert teachers and you're about to hear from one of them. Uh, we know that uh, no parent can be enthusiastic about every subject. And uh, and so this uh, allows uh, Uh, teachers, excuse me, parents to consider getting some help there. That one subject that you wouldn't mind passing off probably uh, popped in your head already as as you listen here now. Uh, So be thinking about where we might be able to help you. And now let's uh, talk to Damien about uh, what he does uh, here at Veritas Scholars Academy or VSA. Damien, tell us about yourself. Uh, Your uh, uh, accent will quickly Uh, tell us a little bit about the fact that you might have spent some time in another country. So maybe that's a good starting point.
0: All right. Well, what's left of the accent after being in America, especially in Texas, and especially in Cut and Shoot, which is a subdivision of Conroe in Houston, uh, this is just redneck town. (laughs) It's hard to compete um, with that. So the accent that's left originates from Cape Town, South Africa, where I was born. Uh, But then I moved up to Namibia. Uh, Namibia, that's just a country north of South Africa. And I pretty much grew up in Namibia. And then I came to the Great America in 1996. And I've been there ever since.
1: Okay, wonderful. How many children do you have? I believe it's eight. (laughs) I (laughs) knew you had a lot. Uh, What are their ages now? Wow, their ages range from seven to 22. And about... two years apart. You have quite a range. And uh, uh, I know that uh, uh, you have, uh, I knew you had a large family and I knew that was worth noting. So obviously that was a a very, very much a planned question. Now you've adopted a um, uh, a persona in some of the things that you have done. Tell us a little bit about that persona, Sir Harhoff.
0: Well, I began my teaching career, uh, for some reason, they thought I came straight out of college, excited about teaching. They thought it would be a good idea to stick me in an inner city school where there was just, oh, I'm surprised I'm even a teacher to this day. I'm surprised that I even lasted that long. But being in public school for 15 years, one of the things I came to realize very, very quickly was that I couldn't reach these kids unless I had a relationship with them, unless they respected me, unless they knew that I cared about them and otherwise learning would never, ever take place. So one day, and I always thought about how could I reach these kids? What what could I do to win them over so that they could even begin to learn? And one day I just got the bright idea to take a meter stick and put it on my side, like it was a sword, and then marched down the middle of the classroom when they're all sitting there on the first day of school. And then I just leapt up on the desk just jumped up on the desk and I said, I am Sir Harhoff, the brave and noble teacher of mathematics. And I was flinging this meter stick around and I said, and I slay dragons of ignorance and apathy and I rescue damsels of potential and promise. And then I jumped down and I looked at all of them and I said, and I believe that my students can and must scale the high walls of obstacle around this castle and conquer the enemy. The drawbridge will not be let down. There is no other way. (laughs) I had them them from that day and that became a tradition every single year to do that.
1: Well, (laughs) for those that are watching, if you have not seen Damien's teacher interview on our website at VeritasPress.com, you've got to watch it because he carries out uh, that character, that persona in wonderful ways. And I can see uh, how it does capture students of, of a broad range of ages, and now I know how it came about. I never heard that story before. Tell me something right. though what you've the insight that you saw in doing that is an insight of a great teacher. what hmm. what do you um, you know, as i I've often said, we can have the best curriculum, we can have the best teaching methodology or pedagogy, classical Christian education but it still remains the case that the most important part of education is teachers. Mm. And we remember from our education as adults, our great teachers, and it is so important at Veritas that we have the greatest collection of great teachers we can put together. And, And you've demonstrated that for many years at Veritas. What is it that you think really stands out in a student's mind what causes you to be able to capture them like you said what makes a great teacher so i begin it begins with the relationship like i said um
0: just knowing their worlds we we have this remarkable privilege of, of having very like-minded families at veritas and we're coming alongside these parents to to help them in their honorable endeavor to homeschool their children for the most part we have a very similar worldview. um So the first thing for me is is just relating to to the students on a personal level, uh, knowing about their world and and having a very similar world and making connections with that Um, humor and and, and obviously the dad jokes, those kinds of things. But um, ultimately, a, a teacher loves their subject is passionate about their subject, understands their subject in the context of a greater worldview, and is able to effectively articulate and communicate that subject in a way that students are are excited and, and eager to learn and curious for more.
1: I think that's that's the nature of a good teacher to do that. Well, you you have clearly developed a reputation for doing that, teaching as many sections as you do and always having them filled up very quickly. Uh, what is it that you do teach for us? So I teach uh,
0: Algebra 1, Algebra 2, and what I like to call Pre-Calculus. Okay. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, oh, sorry. and business maths in the summer as okay. well. I keep forgetting about the summer but, course.
1: Uh, the, there's an interesting difference between those three. They naturally progress, But what do you enjoy most and and why do you think you enjoy it most? I think I enjoy the pre-calculus because, you know, I I present
0: to my student that mathematics is is a sort of a a journey. You're on this road trip and you're headed somewhere and every subject is taking you further and further. But things like calculus, for me, that's the six flags. Of mathematics and pre calculus is you're at the gates. I mean, you can see the rides, you can hear the screaming, there's this anticipation. <laughs> and so you're almost right there. And I tell students, don't turn back now, just keep on going. There it is. Take calculus. It's the best thing you'll ever do. It's enjoyable, it's fun. It's it's what revolutionized the world in the 17th century. Just turn
1: things upside down. So probably pre calculus would
0: be my favorite. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's great. Uh, I, I love that. As you know, I. Uh, yeah you know, there are a lot of people that fear math and that hate math. I am one of those people that loves math and and sees great value in it. Yes. How do you address those uh, those people, the students, maybe parents also, that first of all, uh, don't like math?
0: Mm. Yes, well, that's a common problem, and you can see that um, the re- a resulting question that comes out of that obvious uh, oftentimes is, why do I need to know this or when am I ever going to use this? Students are desperately trying to make this connection with, I, I don't see people factoring trinomials in my normal daily life. Why? So why are we doing this? So I, I set out early on to address that question head on. I wrote, an, uh, I think, a six page article addressing the question. Why do we need to know this? Uh, why, you know, why do I need to learn this? And essentially it, it broken down into a few parts. First of all, it's when you begin to see, how mathematics demonstrates the glory of god how his attributes are in there how his fingerprints are all over it how he is the author of it as you begin to point students towards the the patterns the consistency the faithfulness of mathematics the the, even the mystery and the complexity you begin to see that all things were made by him and for him including mathematics so it begins to allow them to open their minds to accept that this is something that the lord has created and blessed us with the ability to be able to discover and learn. And then also to help them know that it's not just a a means to an end. That Many people think of school as these are just some stepping stones that I need just to get to college so that I can get a job. But I say, no, 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 it's an end in and of itself. Just the the sheer joy of being able to learn the subject in and of itself. And what it does for you as far as developing critical thinking, problem solving, the ability to analyze, to gather data and work through it is actually very beneficial and a very real life skill. And I, I try to remind them of how useful just that part of mathematics is in teaching them how to just be rational thinking, intelligent human beings. <laughs> so
1: yeah. yeah, that's very good. you You touched on my next question a bit, but I want to get you to unpack it a bit more. Many people believe that if there is a subject that doesn't get taught differently in a Christian setting than a secular setting, it's math. But Mm -hmm. math is also something that must be taught Christianly. Tell us more about what that means. What does it mean for math to be taught Christianly? Christianly. Well, having taught math unchristianly, <laughs>
0: which sounds strange, for 15 years in public school, that's what began to fuel my desire for an exodus out of public school, was every day that I taught, at the end of the day, I said, you know, I have not been able to ascribe glory to the creator of this amazing subject. I just haven't been able to do that. Every day this was a dilemma, and so I, I sorted Exodus so I, I could come out and, and find a, a Christian avenue where, where I could ascribe glory to the creator that he deserves for this subject. Um, and so that's how I actually ended up at, at Veritas. Um, but because all things were made by him and for him, uh, like I said, th- these built-in characteristics of mathematics testify to him. To, to to the Lord and, and enable us to know Him in in many ways as we study that subject, um, and I, I think it's just a it's a disservice. It's, it's like if you had this a wonderful book, an amazing book with exciting plots and stories, and and you were telling somebody about, it and they said, "Wow, this is great! I need to read more about this." Who's the author? And you went, "I'm sorry, I can't tell you that." It's,
1: it's, <laughs> oh, that's great! Dies
0: yeah. right there, so you know.
1: Yeah, what a wonderful way to uh, make the point. That is really good. Um, What caused you uh, to be captured by math? Why did you want to teach math? Well,
0: let's see, from a very young age, I enjoyed mathematics. I grew up in a as a a non-Christian in a non-Christian household. So I didn't have that aspect of mathematics as far as Uh, how it testified to its creator but um i enjoy for some reason i just god put it in me even as an unbeliever to enjoy mathematics and it was when i was helping my sister she just really struggled with mathematics and she would come to me and i found wait, i can actually explain this in a way that she understands and i never really thought that's going to mean i'm going to become a teacher for the rest of my life but i could i could tell that that i that i made sense to her uh, and and that she was she was just greatly benefited from sitting with me for long periods of time and doing mathematics together, so that was the very beginnings. Those were the seeds planted at a very early age uh, for the prospect of possibly. Yeah.
1: Teaching. yeah. Oh, that's great. Now back to your students. Obviously, we've talked about students who come to class; they're either apathetic about math or they struggle, and sometimes those uh, two uh, attributes are related. Give us give us some examples that you of students who uh, through your class and teaching you've been able to develop their skills and maybe even a love for math well I, I get a lot of emails from
0: excited parents that you do yeah it's such a, a great blessing to to know and and sometimes you don't always know the history of students I have a, close to 200 students and sometimes I just don't know where they've come from what they've really struggled with but then parents unpack that in an email and they say i I just want to thank you so much my child just used to hate mathematics but now they're so excited they look forward to coming to your class You know, when I plan this wonderful vacation to Disney World, they're grumpy because they want to be in your algebra class (laughs) because they're excited all of a sudden about learning and they're finding they can actually do this. They're beginning to believe in themselves and their ability to do mathematics when once upon a time that was an impossibility. So just getting those testimonies is just so very encouraging to see that, wow, something is happening here.
1: There are also... Uh, you know, there's this category of students that are apathetic or struggle, but there are, is also a category of students who are really gifted. God's gifted them. They love math. They want to go fast. They want to go further. Tell me how you've helped those students. Okay, so yes. Um, well, when when you
0: teach, there's a broad range uh, in your classroom. I will always go just a little bit further with digging deep into, oh, and by the way, did you know that this is also something where this leads, and this is something you'll study in, say, Algebra two or, or pre-calculus, and just give them a little taste of that which is to come. It keeps, you know, it keeps them excited anticipating, wow, this actually is developed even further, you know, giving them just a, a little bit of a, a, a sight of what's, what's uh, ahead. That's, That's a, foretaste. a foretaste of, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How
1: how uh, how have you been able to help students go further and faster uh, than their peers might go? Then.
0: Uh, let's see. Um, what's what's lovely about our curriculum and our textbooks is it it provides those challenges um, in in the actual problems in the homework. There are those extra challenges. Those. Uh, higher level thinking questions and you know i've, I've made a point to to talk about it. so so what do you guys think about that and and did you actually get did you know that <laughs> and then talking about those questions that are already in the textbook and, and able to take students push them just a little further out of their comfort zones a little bit beyond what we did in class and those students that love math they just soak that up and then they're excited about that um, so the curriculum provides for, for that kind of yeah. uh, broad
1: uh, teaching. That's that's very good. Now, mm-hmm. let, let me have you address parents as teachers or school administrators. Every homeschool is its own small school. And so they've got administrative concerns and they've got teaching concerns. Sometimes they hire us completely to handle those teaching concerns. But as parents, they're always the ones that we're serving. Uh, We like the term in loco parentis, that is, we're we're the parent's delegate on behalf of the parents is a a direct translation of that Latin phrase. Tell us how you are, or well, tell the parents that are teaching some themselves some things that you would ask them to consider to become uh, more effective, better teachers. Uh, You've done such a good job of it. Um, and I understand that I'm putting you on the spot here, because sometimes people that are really expert in what they do don't quite know mm. how they do that. I'm hoping that you have some tips for us, though.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, well. first of all, I, I used to think loco parentis meant crazy parents. <laughs> <laughs> I came to know that's not quite the case. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, the the encouragement to parents is it, it's not the easiest thing to, to homeschool one's children because, you know, we are a homeschool family. I've watched my wife homeschool eight children, none of which are gifted in mathematics at all, which is the irony of it. Somehow my genes must have, I don't know what happened, but they all really <laughs> struggle with mathematics. I haven't found one yet, <laughs> but um, it's easy to you know, put them on a yellow bus and send them off, and get let somebody else do the job for you. Uh, it's 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 not the easiest thing, but it's a, it's a commendable and honourable thing to to teach them because I don't separate education and discipleship. I think it's one and the same thing. Oh, uh,
1: really good uh, point.
0: Yeah, people do that. There's there's you know they, they separate the Sunday school stuff and then they separate and then they separate from you know geography and history and English, but it, it is all one one package, and it's it's. Making It's bringing our children into fullness of maturity in Christ, not only spiritually, but also intellectually. So uh, to parents, uh, the encouragement is you've got to see the big picture. Remember that uh, this is a discipleship of your children, a stewardship of your children. And and God gives you the ability and the grace. Ultimately, for all of us, we're weak in, in and of ourselves, and it requires God's grace and help for us to be able to. Be patient. <laughs> One of the big gifts that teachers need to have is patience and long-suffering, Be able to endure for a long period of time children who are frustrated or angry or upset or who give up easily. Um, so that takes the Lord's grace to be able to patiently work with them and continue to to encourage and help them uh, see the big picture. Why are we doing this ultimately?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I find it interesting <laughs> But parents will think only a little bit, typically, about the long term. Mm -hmm. Here they have a four-year-old, and what they're really interested in is where they're going to go experience kindergarten, their first formal educational experience. Um, But they haven't really thought through a whole and complete pattern that takes them completely through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've raised four boys. I now have uh, four daughter-in-laws and, and currently six grandchildren. Wow. And I know that my experience with really direct involvement in my children is 18 years. And that's mm. it. Uh, I still have a wonderful relationship with each of them, but it's not what it was when they lived at home under my tutelage, under my oversight, under my direct parenting. And that's a very short period of time. When they're two years old and you're changing diapers and getting up during the night, maybe with a one-year-old even, uh, yeah. or younger, it it seems like 18 years is forever, but it goes by in a blink. And we really need to be thinking with a comprehensive plan, a plan that thinks in terms of discipleship being what education is about. Deuteronomy 6, I think, makes that very clear. Yes. As, uh. How have you, this will be in here, let me see, this is a question you may not have seen coming, Uh, (laughs) one that's off uh, uh, off my uh, list of questions. Can you relate discipleship to mathematics?
0: Relating discipleship to mathematics. Um, Well, let's see, the fall, I believe, affected us on every level.
1: It absolutely
0: us physically it affected us spiritually it, it affected us intellectually mentally so you know to me jesus is the perfect the perfect human he's god of gods very god of gods and i believe that jesus loves every subject and is good at every subject because he knows and created everything um and so to become like him as as we grow and and to to bear his image um i think that involves Intellectual involves mentally being able to 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 be a a rational thinking human being who's able to articulate truth. This is the the trivium. This is the dialectic and the uh, all of that that we teach in classical education. So to me, that is discipleship is 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 um growing spiritually and growing intellectually and growing mentally, being able to use one's mind to to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength. As well, so to me, that's just right there in loving the Lord with our mind as well. That's discipleship. Yeah,
1: that, um, that's that's wonderful. What well, uh, in in closing, uh, you mentioned that the mailing address that you live at is Cut and Shoot, Texas. Indeed. How in the world did that name come about? Any idea? Yes, there's actually an interesting history that you can
0: find online. There was a apparently a town dispute about something and somebody threatened that they were going to cut through the bushes and they were going to shoot. And well, that's the name. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's a brief history of that. Um, so
1: Only in Texas. Well, that's Absolutely. great. But I would be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity to express my extreme gratitude for what you do for so many of the Veritas Scholars Academy students, thank you so much, Damien, for what you do. It's obvious that you love doing it, but we are really the beneficiaries of, uh, as are hundreds of students each year, and and probably now thousands over uh, your teaching career here so far, and probably thousands more in the future. So, thank you. Yes, it's it's a joy and a
0: privilege, a remarkable privilege to be able to do that. So, I, I'm grateful for the Lord giving me that type of stewardship and calling
1: well we are we are are grateful that you're doing it with us folks you have been with us with Damien Harhoff Uh, this is Veritas Vox the voice of classical Christian education thank you for joining us once again